We express our praise and gratitude to Allah Ta'ala. We seek blessings on the Prophet, peace be upon him. Continuing our, our brief exploration of Riyadh al-Salihin, we are now on Hadith 10 of Book 1, narrated by Abu Huraira. Allah's Messenger, Muhammad Sallallahu said, The reward of Salawat offered by a person in congregation is a number between 23 and 27 times greater than that of salat offered in one's house or in the shop. Therefore, if one person's uh, ablution perfectly and then proceeds to the mosque in sole intention of salat, then every step he takes towards the mosque, he is upgraded one degree in reward and one sin is dropped from his account of deeds. And when he enters the mosque, he is in a state of performing salat as long as it is in, as long as it is the salat which prevents him from leaving the mosque, and the angels keep supplicating for Allah's blessings and forgiveness for him, as long as he remains at his place of prayer. They say, "Oh Allah, have mercy on him. Oh Allah, forgive his sins. Oh Allah, accept his repentance." This will carry on as long as he does not pass wind. Okay, and Bukhari and Muslim. All right, <clears throat> so remember once again, our overall section is on sincerity, but let's take first a look at this hadith piece by piece. Yeah. So if you perform salah in congregation, uh, your translation was interesting because it said what? Something between 20 and 27? Yeah, it said uh, a number between 23 and 27 times greater than that of salat. Okay, That's, uh, that, that specifically is not in the Arabic text, but, but that the translator is taking it from other, uh, other narrations, because it's basically, it says, Ishreen, Daraja. Oh. Yeah, yeah. And so, so, even if we say only 20 um, uh, times greater, one ethic that you can take from this is that, all right, it's so good and important for you to pray on your own. It's significantly better to pray in congregation. Okay? And think about what that is then implying, that if it's significantly better, not even two times, but 20 times or higher better to pray in congregation, look at how much importance it's placing on community, especially in worship, right? This alone is one of the big, one of the big challenges of our era because everyone is so alienated from everyone else. And then on top of that, we are all on the go in our own personal lives, right? Even like, you know, um, technology is now everything has to be restructured for mobility because everyone's just always on the, on the go, right? So I should be able to access on my phone what I can do on my computer, what I can do on my computer at home, what I can do on my laptop, etc., right? And so, so there's a huge emphasis on, on community, okay? So 20 times more than, than whatever's done uh, in, in their home. Um, and then if you perform wudu perfectly, Okay, so now there's an emphasis not just on doing wudu. If you do wudu, very good. Okay, but if you do it with detail, with care, that's even better. So here's another ethic. One is is community. Another ethic here is excellence. So I mean, think about this. Even when you're taking a shower, I mean, you're splashing water on yourself. You know, you're lathering yourself and such. You're probably not thinking about doing it with excellence. And this is often what happens with people in terms of wudu. You know, get your face, get your arms, get your feet, etc. But do it with excellence, meaning do it with consciousness. Minimal water, right? And you're stroking your, your hands and your feet, your head, um, in the model of the Prophet, peace be upon him. So we have this, another ethic here, excellence or attention to detail.
Can we talk a bit about the... More about why is it 20 times better? You know, I, I understand the community piece, but, mm -hmm. you know, is it because we're doing it together? We're, mm -hmm. like, praising Allah together? Like, what, what, I'd say all that is true. And this could also be a lesson on how Iman works, mm -hmm. that you have Iman on your own. Okay? Your faith in Allah, your trust in Allah, your reliance upon Allah, all these things, right? Iman, tawakkul, taqwa, you know, shielding yourself with Allah. Um, your Iman is stronger when it's two of you together. Okay? And think about it in terms of your own temptations. Whatever are the things you are personally tempted to do that you should not do. If you're with someone else, those temptations decrease quite a bit, right? If you both are being tempted to do the same thing, that's a sign of serious corruption in society, right? Um, or if there's five of you together, right? And so, so the point being that one way Iman works, or one understanding of how Iman works, is that when there's two of you together, at the very least, it's as though your Iman is added together, right? Okay. So me on my own, I, let's say I have Iman, if it's, I mean, this is kind of a goofy example, let's say I have Iman of value six, Okay, and let's say you have iman of value seven, but when we're together, now we both have iman of value thirteen. Okay, and so what we're being told here is that if you pray in jamaa, which means there's just two of you, it's twenty times. Okay, and that's how much stronger your your, your iman is. Mm -hmm. Right, so it'd be so at one level it is the strength of community, but it's also how iman works. When you bring people together, iman is much higher. We also have a teaching that, you know, if you're separated from the Jama'ah, you're basically like a sheep on its own, and any moment the wolf can come in and devour it. You know, or you're like a pebble at the ed edge of a, at the bank of a river, and any moment, you know, the, the river can just wash you away. Right? You're a lot more vulnerable in terms of your Iman when you're by yourself. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, makes sense? Yeah. Yeah. And so with wudu, we, we spoke about, about uh, perfection in wudu. Wudu is especially important. Um, the int what's interesting about the root word of wudu, it's, uh, it's the same word of, of dia. What does dia mean? Um, to shine, shine or to be like brilliant in terms of light. Oh, oh that makes sense, actually. Sorry. Yeah. Different light. And so, and Dal. so, I'm sorry? No, forget it. Okay. And so, I mean, we're also taught that like in the sirat, one of the last parts of the Day of Judgment, when you're walking... Um, across to paradise, you have to walk across this bridge that is as thin as a hair, as sharp as a knife. And depending upon how much wudu you've done or how well you've done your wudu, that'll be the, the light that's beaming from you and will make your path across easier. And, and so those are other benefits. So the point is, even in your act of prayer, be very conscious about the detail. And again, in our jet set, on-the-go lives, a lot of times we just want to get it through, right? But no, do it well, with detail, with consciousness, with contemplation. Um, and then we're, so whoever performs wudu perfectly and then proceeds to the mosque with the sole intention of performing salah, then every step he takes toward the mosque, he has upgraded a degree. Okay? And it's the word daraja again. So even though like the, the, the first part of the hadith where it says 20 times greater, uh, you can also read this as 20 levels greater. So you're, you're, in, you're upward, upgraded a degree in reward, and each time one sin is eliminated. 
Yeah, with the intention of Salah. Every step, you are elevated a degree, and a sin is dropped from you every step. And that happens every single time. You every single time. Every, yeah. Wow. Okay. Every single time. Wow. Yeah. <coughs> okay. And so think about that also. That could be one explanation of how the 20 works. Right? The 20 times, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, that just adds on to the 20. Yeah. So you keep walking over. And so now think about what a huge... Uh, level of importance Salah becomes. Okay, you're told don't just do it on your own. If you do it on your own, it's good. But if you do it in congregation, it is so much better. Mm. And then if you're walking if you're walking to the masjid, you're essentially walking towards doing it in congregation if possible. Right? And so every step of the way there, you're being rewarded and sins are being dropped. And then the part with um, when he enters the masjid yep. and you're performing Salah um, yeah. As long as the salah is what prevents them from leaving the masjid, yeah. the angels start praising you. Yeah. So, yeah, is this like, okay, I went to pray Dohar, yeah. and now there's 10 minutes left before Asr, and I'm waiting for Asr before yes. I leave. Yeah. Okay, and during that 10 minutes... Angels are praying for you. Okay. So, yeah, that's exactly it. So, okay. you're staying there in the masjid because you're waiting for salah. And that whole time... Angels are saying to Allah, have mercy on him. Wow. Forgive his sins, accept his repentance. Okay? And that will continue until you break your wudu. But is that exclusive towards the masjid itself? Like, what if I'm in a room where, like, that's designated to pray, or maybe even, like, my own room, and, like, okay, I have the option of uh, mm. going out somewhere or whatever. Mm. I say, hold on, before we go out, Let's wait for Asr. Well, I'll put it like this. This narration does not say that, okay. but there are other narrations that seem to give some sort of indication like that. Okay. Right? And one thing to think about is that when you put all the narrations together, there's all types of different scenarios where angels are praying for you. Okay. Right? But here we have some other ethics that are, that are being uh, shared. Hmm. So he spoke about the importance of Salah. Uh, there is, you know, so what if I drive to the masjid? Some people say it doesn't really count if you drive. It's like if oh. you if you walk. Oh, so, okay. and, and the analogy would be at that time, okay, suppose you took your camel or your horse. It'd be from the moment you get off your horse, your camel, then you walk to the masjid. Okay, okay nevertheless, you're still losing sins in each of those steps, mm. right? So some people will even go so far as to park in the farthest part possible space. Wow. And so they can get all, you know, so they can cash in on everything. I mean, each person has to determine what is their line of practicality. Because this is not mandatory. These are additional benefits. But isn't that bad intentions? Like that... Okay, I don't know if I'm what? going too specific. The the parking space one. Like, now, now, are you really at the masjid to pray? Or are you at the masjid, you know, oh, so I can get as many sins deleted? So, so what's wrong with that? Yeah, it's, that's not sincere. Uh-huh. So, so we're saying that... That is not necessarily insincere, yeah. right? So, so the most, the highest intention would be to do whatever it is Allah is telling you to do. Yeah, just right? like you, if you're not thinking about, okay, I pull yeah. in, I see my first parking spot, that's, sure, sure. The, that's the instinct. Sure, but so. this would still be illustrating someone who is paying such attention to detail that they're even paying attention to which parking space they're going to park in. Okay. Just like the person who's doing wudu perfectly. So you're saying it would be better to do the... I'm saying it's good no matter what. Right? Um, um, but what I'm saying is that it's not bad that someone's doing that. Okay. Right? Okay. 
it's not bad. I, yeah. I, I just, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. What you're raising is, is the question about selfishness, selflessness. If you're doing something purely for reward from Allah, yeah. that's a good intention. Oh, it is? Yeah. If you're doing something purely for sins to be dropped from you, that's a good intention. Oh, okay. So like yeah. if I do go out of my way to get that back parking yeah. spot, because yeah. I know I'm getting sins dropped yeah. for that extra stop. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. But now, if let's say you park in that parking spot, and along the way you're yelling at people to get out of your way, then it's kind of defeating the purpose, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? Um, but those are all good intentions. Like in our society, we kind of have this notion that no, something to be good has to be completely selfless. And in this paradigm, we're saying no. Yeah. So every step you take, you get raised in a degree of reward. Sin gets dropped until you enter the mosque. You enter the mosque. You are considered in salah even though you're not yet doing it. While you're waiting. Yes. You're considered to be, so like your example, you know, ushers in 10 minutes, I'm staying here. You're considered to be in Salah for those 10 minutes. That's amazing. Yeah. And then on top of that, the angels are praying for you. Right. So waiting for that time period is even better than technically technically speaking. Wow. And so, so this is giving so much importance for Salah. Okay. And a way to really work on your sincerity, to develop your sincerity, is to increase your perfection of your salah. Not in comparison to other people, in comparison to your own self, right? You keep working on that over and over and over again, uh, make it more and more uh, better in terms of quality, better in terms of quantity. Yeah, because if you're practicing your salah to be better than everyone else, you're no longer then, praying yeah. to Allah. You're, you're no longer praying to Allah. You know what I mean by that? Yeah. It's like it's, the form is praying to Allah, yeah. but your attention you, is on other people. Ooh, why, why, that's not even prayer at that point. Yeah, I mean, Allah knows best, right. but yeah, it's yeah. A, that seems to be very problematic yeah, if you're yeah. doing it based on what other people see. Right. And so, yeah, this is a pretty heavy-duty uh, narration. This is one of my favorites. Very, very good, mashallah. Okay, so we will continue, inshallah, next time. Subhanakallahumma bihamdika nashadu illa ilaha illa anta nastaghfiruka natubi ilayk Subhanakallahumma bihamdika nashadu illa ilaha illa anta nastaghfiruka natubi ilayk Subhanakallahumma bihamdika nashadu illa ilaha illa anta nastaghfiruka natubi ilayk Wa akhiri da'wana anilhamdulillahi rabbil alameen